Everyone, hi, hello, welcome to Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting in the studio with Daniel. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, the first fresh Monday show I recorded since my dad died. Um, we were out of town and I was doing some, I would say, meaningful and important to me encore episodes. Colin Perry, Allie Ward, and Duncan Trussell. Uh, but we're back, and I'm ready to get back into it. I'm here in the studio with Daniel, my husband. Hello. Hello. Also joining us is Wendy. You can hear her breathing in the background, or you might not be able to hear that. Mm, I don't think they can hear. I can hear it. And it says to me, she's here. Hmm. Mm. How's it going? It's going all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, still trying to get back on LA time. I'm having trouble. Yeah. The first couple of nights I was back, um, I could not sleep. I th- Well, okay. So while we were gone, uh, we finally, and I know that you guys are on the edge of your seat wanting an insect update. Daniel, I don't know if you're aware that I haven't really talked to them about insects lately in a while is that right yeah and interestingly someone pointed so since my dad died and by the way guys it's not gonna be an episode about my i'm not gonna mention it like every sentence just like every 10 sentences or so um but anyway you know he used to make appearances on the show he did he did and And uh, and actually, superfan Megan made me this two-hour supercut of all of his appearances on the show, going Mm -hmm. back to when it was the Daily Allison, and then and it is like the most thoughtful, nice thing. Thank you, Megan, so much. Um, Yeah, I'm so happy that I have this. So anyway, someone pointed out that my dad also enjoyed talking about insects, (laughs) and I had no idea. And they're like, yeah. So his. You know his bit, which I didn't. It, I thought it was silly, but I was always like, "Dad, just be real," you know. Right. But he he thought it was hilarious to talk about, like, "Oh, what are you doing?" You know, I'm just putting my I got to put my sweaters in bags. Yeah, that was funny. I like that. He always went on about putting his sweaters in bags, um, but apparently, he, and I guess I said why, and he said because of the carpet beetles, and then he started talking about carpet beetles. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't realize that my original insect content was derived from him uh and while i'm coming clean if anyone received a signed book from me or uh i don't know if maybe i inscribed something else i oftentimes will draw a little duck next to next to it if you have that just know my dad also drew a fucking duck now his duck looked different than my duck but still even the duck thing i got from him so consciously um, I wasn't surprised. I knew he did it. It was like cognitive dissonance. Like, let me put it this way. I never, I was, it wasn't like the insect thing where I'm like, oh my God, I didn't realize that he also talked about yeah. <laughs> insects, something so integral to my, you know, public persona. Um, 
when I drew the duck, I was aware that he also drew ducks, but I just felt like I need the duck more than he. It makes more sense I for see. me. Like ducks are a me thing. I get they're also a him thing, right. but they're also very sincerely and honestly a me thing. Like right. I had ducks. Sure. Now who bought me the ducks? My dad, but yeah. still, you know, I don't know where I end and the duck begins and he ends and begins. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but like I said, we do the ducks differently. Um, and if I were to get a, a tattoo, it would be the duck that he drew. And so I have a question for people. If you have a tattoo, do you regret it? And if you have a tattoo that you got after someone died, do you regret it? I have no tattoos right now. And I just don't want it to be like when I lost my virginity, I was like, oh, by the way, I want I could not I wanted to give that fucking thing away. But I had like a series of criteria in my head over like I waited this long. I don't want to just like have it be a one night stand. I want it to be someone that I'm like in a relationship with or at least like, you know, dating a lot. Um, and then when I lost my virginity, I remember the next morning thinking like, oh, now I'm just like everyone else. By the way, I don't necessarily think these are the right things to think. I'm, it's like, it's a construct, but I'm just saying that was my thought. And I am a tattoo virgin. So if I got one, would I feel that way? And then also like the pain of losing him is going to go away, but a tattoo is forever. And also I keep joking that I'm going to like get a perm and a bunch of tattoos. The joke being, I don't think you should do anything big or irreversible in the first six months. So, yeah, so that's, and also I just feel like, and no offense to people who have a lot of tattoos, white middle-aged women with tattoos, especially moms, is like a real thing. And I don't know if I want that to be my thing. Except I always think tattoos look good on people. I don't know. So anyway, yes, that's my question. Do you regret it? Okay, so back to the insects. Perhaps I stopped talking about it because we took matters into our own hands by farming it out to someone else's hands and we got our house tented mm. for termites while we were gone. We did. And presumably we have no more termites, but it has been an incredibly disruptive experience. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't say I don't recommend it because I suppose I will sleep well someday knowing we, like I feel diligent that we did it, but they have you double bag anything that you ingest and also medication. However, they're fairly, the company we hired was tight with the bags. And when we asked for more, they were giving us a hard time. And they're like, here's all the things you don't have to put in a bag, including like sealed glass bottles, sealed plastic, like all these items you don't have to put in the bag. So I trusted that. We get home, I notice like a bunch of stuff missing. And it for I was like, did they steal it? But in my gut, I didn't think I just didn't feel that that's what they had done. Um, so we looked at our uh our doorbell cam, and lo and behold, there is video of them just carrying boxes full of our stuff to the trash uh, and including like entirely sealed stuff, which I'm kind of glad because that's my first smoking gun is like, look, here's an entirely sealed bottle. What's going on? And then my second smoking gun is I looked in the contract that we signed because they hire subcontractors to do it, which I didn't know. But the contract is from the subcontractor. And it says if items are improperly bagged, we will bag them at $25 a bag. 
So there's nothing in there about them throwing anything out. But anyway, I, we got home from Hawaii and I was just like, what is happening? Where did all of our stuff go? What's going on? Um, did someone steal something? I don't know. I don't want to think that. I looked up Yelp reviews. They were very mixed. And also we were on Hawaii time. So that night I was up till four. And then that was Wednesday night. Then Friday, I went down to Orange County to pick up the ashes with my mom and my sister. And by the way, the company called to say his remains are ready. And I prefer ashes to remains. What do you think, Daniel? Um, remains is like we found one of his eyeglasses, his eyeball, and a kneecap. And we put him in a baggie for you. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm used to hearing remains for some reason. So Actually, they said cremains. Cremains. Which should have a trademark symbol. Yeah. It, it doesn't bump me, but, you know, I can okay. see how it might. Ashes is a little more traditional or it's less descriptive to me. I mean, I know that it's like not even exactly It's not technically accurate. all ashes. Well, that's a question we have is like, I don't, I don't, I personally don't think any of it is technically ashes, but still, I don't need the like, very, like this woman who works at the company who I was mostly, it's Neptune Society. I'll just shout that out. Um, my dad made no, no plans for what he wanted after death, except uh, he said to my mom, Neptune Society. He wanted so, it to be as cheap as possible. I think he was trying to be as financially responsible i think he didn't want to saddle her the whole thing is a huge racket yeah like you know the whole the whole industry of death because you're you're dealing with people sort of like weddings like you're dealing with people who are in a fragile state right and um you know they charge ridiculous amounts of money for if you're going to bury someone like coffins and everything it's like they're just going in the ground it's like, well, so my sister and I both would much have would have preferred that he were buried, although my mom keeps pointing out he had claustrophobia and he wouldn't have loved any of this, but she thinks he really wouldn't have liked that idea. Um, but we looked into the cost of burial and it's like, oh, my God, it's like so cost prohibitive, even yeah, even. Even the no frills situation at Neptune Society is thousands of dollars. Like, I was surprised. I assumed it'd be like, here's your bill for $67. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is going to be emotionally painful. You're going to deal with a woman who's kind of a bitch, but it's not going to put you out. But it does put you out. Like, it is, like I said, it's thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of nuts. Like, what happens to people who cannot afford this? I don't know. I think if you do take care of some of it while you're still alive. You get a price break, which is also a little scammy. <laughs> I think there's a, an epidemic, uh, like a real problem of people just not claiming bodies because it's so expensive. Ugh. So like, but, so people will die. And yeah. the, the families who can't afford to do anything about it will just not claim the body. And then the city has to find a way to just, they have like ways of disposing of unclaimed bodies. Like a pauper's grave. Uh, I think in New York they have that. I don't know what they do here. Like the Neptune Society says, if you don't pick it up, you know, with I think they'll hold it, they'll hold the cremains for six months, but then they start charging you or something. I don't know. It's, it, that's the idea of someone who can't afford to do any. Like that's very sad to me. The whole thing is very sad to me. So anyway, mm. 
Um, I knew I was going to be doing that Friday. So I was like up till four in the morning on Thursday night. I just could not fall asleep. And then last night. Yeah. So anyway, we're like on Hawaii time. I can't believe I, well, I was going to say, I can't believe I told that whole story about time zones, but uh, that's not really what that story was about. I feel like it wasn't. No, probably not. I would be remiss. Mm. Big time. Mm -hmm. remiss. You know how people say like, oh, he's big mad. I'd be big remiss. Yeah. I don't like big mad, Mm -mm. by the way. There's another one. Big something else. Big. Mr. Big. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that's what I was. Th- oh, don't get me started on Aiden. Although I'm, I'm, in, I'm starting to enjoy this season. Yeah, it was we're we're watching and just like that. And in just case like you're wondering what we're talking better. about, it's getting better. Um, it really is. I have felt this season has been hewing a little close, closer to the original Sex in the City. In that I feel like, and I'm sorry for saying this because only assholes say this. It's a little less virtue signaling. Like, I feel like the first season was very apologetic. The, the, first, the first season se- was like, we know, we we went into the Reddit comments and we know that you guys had genuine problems with the run of Sex and the City. So we are going to course correct. But mm-hmm. it was like, that's no one, no one cares to hear, to watch that or hear about that. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't fun and swishy and jaunty. Like, I, I didn't even feel like New York was the fifth, ca- the fifth girl, you know? no. Uh, woke scolds were the fifth character. Yeah, in the first season. So anyway, it is more fun now. However, Aiden is back, and I don't. I've never liked Aiden, mm-hmm. and I was really willing to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. But now I'm remembering why I don't like him, and don't ask me to articulate. It, I can't. It's just mm-hmm. a, a. It's just a vibe. You, it's a you, big vibe. He, is it? the type of man he is or just the the personality or yes both D- did you watch the original no i mean here and there so there was this episode and i, I got to get back to what i'd be big remiss about <laughs> but big mis- mr big remiss about ooh i got to jot that down that's yeah. oh, clever yeah, that's good, yeah that's good stuff mr big remiss oh my god i'm so oh my glad god. you, you got that I, down. they're seeing how the sausage is made ooh. how the donuts are made how the fudge is packed. Was that an Adam Carollaism? Yes. Okay, then I'm I won't say that. Um I had a dream about him. I had a dream about I'm all over the place. I know. While okay. we were I had a dream about my OC Weekly editor in chief. And then the next night I had a dream about Adam mm-hmm. and I woke up and I was like, oh, cool. I guess I'm going to be dreaming about all of my father figures. Mm-hmm. Not that Adam well my OC Weekly editor was certainly a father figure. Was Adam a father figure? I don't know. But like It'll men work. in positions It'll of authority, work. yeah. Um, and then when I figured it out the next night, then I stopped having dreams about that. But I did have a lucid dream last night that I have to tell you about because it's interesting. Oh, please. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but please be excited that I'm back. Also, we have calls from you guys. And also, we have a very overdue snack chat that Elliot and Owen are going to be joining us on. Okay. There was an episode mm-hmm. on the original run of Sex in the City when Carrie was, was with Aiden mm-hmm. and she would come to their apartment that they were, he, you know, he was living in her apartment, the one that he like doesn't want to go back to now. Yeah. Um, and he'd be like, she'd get home from whatever work or whatever. 
home from twirling in a tutu in a puddle and he'd be like hey where'd you go what do you know what are you doing or something like that he was at her place they lived together he had moved in at her place yes Mm -hmm. but there was some like pithy very sex in the city-ish thing he would say like hey where you been what do you know what do you do and it drove her nuts Mm -hmm. because she had just got home from work and she like didn't need him all up in her business so I she don't had a job. I thought she was just writing from home. Yeah, I don't know where she had been, but but the point being, she had been out, and then like she needed her time to like decompress. Sure. Sort of like when I get home from something, and I'm like, let me just take my makeup off and get and relax, and then or and change clothes, take my bra off, no, and then we'll it. talk. So he was all like that, and she just. I don't know if this was the same episode. I think it might have been where they discussed. SSB secret single behavior and hers was sp- <laughs> standing in the kitchen spreading grape jelly on saltines mm-hmm. and eating them while reading a magazine or something like that mm-hmm. and she just couldn't do that with him buzzing around so there was something he asked her on a, a recent episode where I was like oh my god this is reminding me of the like hey where you been what do you know and it just it was the intonation that bothered me People are saying that their, you know, their chemistry is really good. Uh, people are liking this version of Carrie with Aiden better than the Carrie with Mr. Big. So I don't know. I think you're in the minority here, honey. Who are the people who are saying this, and where Online. have you? Online. Who? What are you reading? I just you see headlines. You know, I get served up all sorts of shit on Apple News. Can we talk? What? Apple News tells you that everyone likes Aiden? Honestly, like Apple News. I don't know if you folks go onto the Apple News website. Now that I'm off Twitter, it's like I'm like, where do I go to get news? You know, like an (laughs) aggregate of news. And you get like six news stories and then you scroll up and it's all bullshit after that. Like, it's so hard to just get straight news. But so I'll see some news stories about Trump, you know, and all his bullshit. And then... It'll be like sex in the city or how to make how to get this cottage style in your home or uh Vanderpump rules or whatever. And so yeah, I get I don't know why I get sex in the city stuff or and just like that. It's not I never have searched for it. All right. I, I'm trying to find this clip. So here's something that says Carrie and Aiden. Let's see what this is. At the Bradshaw Shaw residence, it was pretty much business as usual. Hey, what's up? Where you been? Who'd you see? You're so much better than you know. What? He's got Labrador energy. Yeah. Okay, she's looking at him. I need you to do something. What? I've never lived with anybody before you, so I don't know how to say this correctly, but I need you to not talk to me. For one whole hour. I know that sounds pretty selfish, but it's just what I need. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Hour? We don't have any other rooms yet, so. It strikes me as kind of long, too. I thought she was going to say hour. one whole minute. Yeah, it's like, give me 20 minutes, like a <laughs> fucking hour. I'm going to close these, and then it's like I'm not here. For one whole hour, I'm not here. Thanks. I, I don't. I don't think Carrie's like. I've said this to you before. Like she's 
not I a great person. It, the the problem I've identified what my problem has always been with Sex in the City, uh-huh. and it's that I don't like that person. I don't but think Carrie. Carrie I don't yeah. think Carrie is a very. I mean, put them whether she's a good person or whatever aside. Like, I don't think she's actually. She's sort of neutral, but she's sort of annoying. I don't think she's that interesting a human being. Like, if I knew her in real life, I would not be interested in her in any way. Like, I don't get why she's the center of this show because right. she does. There's no, there's no drama that she's ever that I've ever seen her involved in. No relationship drama or anything that I've ever given a shit about. But she's the center of it all. She drives the plot. The thing that makes the show watchable is everything around her, all the other characters and everything that they go through. So, like, that's funny and interesting enough that it the show stays, like, watchable. But it's just wild to me that they would have at the center of it a character that's – they've never given me a reason to give a shit about her. Right. I don't get it. Okay, so I had to turn the sound off to watch the rest of this clip to see if there's anything else we have to play. So – there's now gauzy curtains pulled between them and she's laying on her back, like with her back arched, like, uh. and then now she's coming through the gauze and I think she's going to say something to him. It has not been a whole hour. So what are you doing out here? And now he's shaking his head like, I'm not going to talk to you, but with a smile on his face. Oh, now they're going to have sex. No, they're just going to snuggle. about needs. Sometimes when you get them met, you don't need them anymore. But the closed captioning says, that's the thing about needles. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. realizing that, that uh, I, have the same, I have the same take on her that I have on Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I wanted to get to that, but let's just talk about what I'd be big remiss about. Okay. I'd be Mr. Big Remiss. If I didn't remind you that I have merch, it is great. The most recent Best Friends fan cast, the podcast about my podcast. And by the way, they don't always love my podcast. Let's say they often don't, but they love it enough to do a podcast about it. Has four hotties, hottie patatties <laughs> wearing the A-R-I-Y-N-B-F uh, legacy shirt in different colors. Daniel. I was just checking on Wendy to see if she's okay. Daniel is now well, she was silently talking to Wendy, but you're going, hi, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Yeah, because she's looking at me like she wants something. Oh, okay. Hi. Do it in the mic. Let's hear. Let them hear. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> let them hear what you're saying. What's up? <laughs> you okay down there? <laughs> okay. All right. Everything's good. She's all right. Just looking. Just checking things out. <sighs> the first night we got back, Daniel asked when she was coming home, and I said tomorrow. And I said, "Like, is that okay?" And you're like, "I just miss my Wendy yeah. girl." <laughs> And even Elliot, who seems very neutral on her, said he missed her so much when we first got home. Mm -hmm. So anyway, merch, T-shirts, mugs, hats, notebooks, pint glasses, water bottles, stickers, um, hoodies, tank tops, a cropped hoodie. There's so much, guys. Hats. And more is a coming. Uh, so get yourself some of it. Send me a picture of you wearing it so I can repost and be delighted. Uh, many of the things have a variety of color options, colorways, we call them. 
I think we do. Let me know if we call them that. And go to alisonrosen.com and there's a headline in like, I think there's like a thing you can't miss it, a little banner of it says, merch store now live. Go there and feast your eyes. Okay, so wanted to tell you guys that when Daniel goes to TikTok, he cannot avoid TikToks and TikTok lives. If I go at night... It's nonstop Taylor Swift. If I go at night when she's performing live. So like the last six nights she's been doing a run at SoFi here in LA. Even my therapist is going. She had to reschedule my appointment. Are you serious? I told you this. Oh, yeah. And so like when she's performing, every fourth TikTok is just another live feed from her show. So it's just like I've been really like in bits and pieces. Uh watching the entire era's show over the last few nights. Yeah. So I said, how are you getting so much Taylor Swift? And he's like, I don't know. It's just what pops up. Yeah. Honestly, I've never, it's not like I've ever before this ever been served any Taylor Swift, anything. It's just weird. It was maybe because of my location. Cause even before this, the shows in LA, I wouldn't, Maybe it's like, oh, you're in L.A. This is happening in L.A. You must be interested in this or something. I don't know. So I went on mine thinking, okay, it's got to be like that too. But there's really no Taylor Swift on my feed. I would would say let's trade feeds except your feed is all just like uh, plastic surgery makeup and like celebrity plastic surgery makeup and um, dog stuff. Dog stuff. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and the dog stuff can get a little bit sad sometimes. Like, it'll be someone who's like, here's my controversial opinions about dog training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, behave, like behavior, like ever, there's a big campaign for behavioral euthanasia. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And also, like, you don't understand how hard vets have it and how hard shelter, which is true, I'm sure. But just like, this is like a lot of euthanasia content. And I would like to get off youth talk, please. I don't mean Y-O-U-T-H. I mean E-U-T-H. You're not talking about euthanasia. Asian youth? No. I do get TikToks about euthanasia. I got a TikTok about this. She studies trends in China. And one of the big... So I guess it's been very trendy to get into like core, like this core, that core, uh-huh. like these micro trends. Yeah, like youth, youth core, euthanasia core? <laughs> like, you know, cottage core or, uh, okay. you know, whatever. And w- one of the things that's really popular now is um, it is uh, looking like young girls in China looking American, like American... Uh, teenage girls so that it signals to the people in their community that they've like spent time in America. And so they style themselves in their clothes and makeup. What does that mean? Like a bunch of Taylor Swift friendship bracelets, which no, to be no, no, thing. no, it's more of a, uh, the look is more of a, um, card, like a Kardashian influence, like uh Hadid, Sort of look. Is it like the a, is it the body or is it the makeup? The makeup. Or? Okay, like so the it's the grooming, lips, like the big lips and the and the big eyes mm-hmm. with the the you know the sort of contouring or whatever yeah. and the big bigger hair. It's, it's I don't know. It's interesting. Is it surgery to do that or is it no, just styling? No, 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 it's just styling. Do you need to talk to your girlfriend again? 
Well, I w- you mean Wendy? Yeah. I, I thought she was going to go outside. Me too, but she's, I don't know. No, she's just, want, she's trying to find a comfortable spot. Okay. Do you need to talk to her while she does it? No, we're good. <laughs> you and I are good or you and Wendy are good? Wendy and I are good. Okay. Um, oh, she found a spot. Anyway, so yeah, I've been getting a lot of Taylor Swift eras tour stuff, which being a cultural phenomenon that it is, and I was like curious, you know, everybody's talking about it. I, I don't know. know if you've noticed this. Yes, I have. And in fact, our own Jackie Johnson made a big announcement on my show about how she's changed her mind. She doesn't want to go. She went to the Blink-182 concert and it was like grueling and mm-hmm. she doesn't. She no longer wants to go. And then one of my listeners even offered her a ticket Amazing. before her announcement. Amazing. And she couldn't go because she was out of town. Right. Um, and then I look on instagram and she's at the concert not that night but different night last night at the concert and i was like i said something very gen z gen x gen z i said gen Gen z what i said oh get ready (laughs) jump scare oh my god is that though gen z (gasps) well i don't know what is it millennial cringe I don't even know who says I what. Said, to me, the, I said, jump scare and plot twist. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there, look, I'm grieving. About, I get to be forgiven for everything I do. There's all this talk about like the differences between the two millennials and Gen Z. And it's like, from my perspective, I, see, I barely see a difference. I, I don't know. Like in terms of vernacular and... and Oh, there's a big difference. Oh, I'm sure there is, but I'm just way too old to see it. Okay. So anyway, she said, I know I have to explain. I had a change of heart. Plus I was. I would love to know it though, because. She's because she said, I need to come on the show and tell you guys the whole story. I said, Jackie. Of how she got the ticket or of the show? How she got the ticket. Okay. Is that not the story you wanted? No. No. What I want to know are the differences between the generation. Oh. I could. I, of course, I care about everything to do with Jackie, but I, um, <laughs> I thought, okay, Gen Z is like my uh, my nieces. No, no, I know who they are. I'm t- I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm saying like, if you were to give me some slang, oh, some new slang, okay, like obviously, if it's slang from twenty years ago, I would know it's millennial. I think Gen but- Z is like jump scare, bra, cap, said no bra? cap. Not like they do, though. Okay. Um, and then... What is vibes? Vibes is what? Gen Z. That's Gen Z. Yeah. Millennial is like, I did a thing, awesome sauce, balls. It's all that like cringy no, but internet I'm saying stuff. New, new slang. Of course, I know that old stuff is um, Scooped bagel. Like, I don't know. Does millennial new, have new slang? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's new... But we do, have new slang. What's like, our new slang? I don't know. Uh, it's uh, the shins. <laughs> but the um, I just got that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe there isn't any. I'm going to Google it, and I'm, then I need you to tell them. I already know the story is not going to be as good as I want it to be. Of course it won't. What is it? The conflict you got into about cheese with the woman at the lounge. Oh, but let me let me put a button on the whole Taylor Swift. All right. So I was I've been watching sitting there one night. You went down to Orange County, and so Mm -hmm. 
uh, the boys were asleep and I had time, I had DQ time. And uh, so I filled it with Ira's tour viewing. And um, with, with a real, because like, to me, I'd never really gotten into Taylor. Like to me, her songs just never connected for me. They're they're sort of like okay, they're pop songs. I don't quite whatever. They're not for me. Um, but you know, when something's this big, when something is like literally phenomenon, yeah, literally at the scale of like Michael Jackson, the Beatles. Seriously, she's as big as all of these acts. Like she sold. She sells four, she sells fourteen million dollars in tickets every night. Like it's a phenomenon. Okay, so you go. All right, I want to. I want to see what the fuss is about. And uh, folks, I was struggling to figure it out. I don't like. I get the whole communal experience of it all. I understand that this is very meaningful to I think millennials, and that's great. No judgment, but. Like from my Gen X perspective, I I I don't quite get it. And then I realized, oh, I don't get it because she ain't making music for fifty year old uh, white dudes. You're still forty nine, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, this is like girl empowerment music for young girls, and. Uh, and it's just not for me. And that's great. That's cool. I'm glad everyone's enjoying it. Uh, I can, and, but, but the her of it all is still interesting to me because she's such like a business to me. She's such a marketing force to me. It's like, I can't think of Taylor Swift and not think of Walmart buyers and Walmart. <laughs> like it's just, it's just, she's just it's very Walmart. Commercial. She's just Walmart to me. Like to me, she's a Walmart artist, uh, which is fine. But what does that mean though? What does Walmart artist mean? It means that everything she does is like there are there's a team of buyers at Walmart who are sitting there buying her okay. stuff. They're putting it on the yeah. they're putting it on the sound thing so that everyone hears it when they're shopping. Do you there's like because what I think you mean is she's going to Walmart doing shows for the Walmart buyers. She is like actively extremely mainstream. She's very focused on the market place as an artist. She's okay. very focused on the market. You can see that as a criticism or not. It like it is what she is. Like I'm not even judging it. I'm just saying that like sh- she's a business minded artist. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for me as somebody who has spent my entire adult like business life working with Walmart, it's like t- it, it has certain. I'm like I can't see past just it as a product. Um, but I, I, you know. I, I was trying to see it as a well, but what it, but what it, what does it mean to the fans, you know? And it's like the analogy I was making with Carrie Bradshaw. It's like they are ciphers, mm. like, and I could be wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, we have a we have a visitor. Come on in, Elliot. Uh, she's a. You can come in. Come, come yeah, in and ask minute. your question on the mic. Come in. Come in. Open the door. You can come in and, and ask your question on the mic. On the mic and say it into the microphone. Come here. <laughs> you gotta say it into the microphone. Say it in the microphone. No. Come no. Come, come say it in the mic though, because I want them to be able to hear if anything that happens while we're in the in the studio, they should be able to hear. Ask mommy. Why don't you want to stack 
Snack. <laughs> we're doing snack chat probably in snack attack. Like you said, snack attack. I did. You did. Oh, I meant to say snack chat. It's probably in like twenty minutes. Okay. I'll come back in the house and get you. Okay. All right. See you in a little bit. No, it's just Daddy and me. We're talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna finish my very pretentious take on Taylor. Please Swift. do. Uh, I did not say snack attack. It's all right. I know. He's rebranding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is something to project onto. So the more specific these characters become, the reason I can't find Carrie Bradshaw interesting is because she's not really as specific as a person. Yeah, like she is and she isn't. But it's like, but you can. It allows you. These characters like allow you to to sort of project. Like there's a fantasy element. She's Taylor is expressing things that like I've experienced as a young teenage girl or whatever, you know, or you know, or Carrie. Like if I were in New York and fashionable and stuff it's like it wouldn't be as good if she were too specific or too complex Mm, that's my problem but that's what i need out of story i need that complexity or or my artists like i need that so to me it's not resonating it doesn't resonate but whatever oh man is anyone still listening um i don't know i stopped just kidding so okay um, so the cheese lady Oh, yeah. No, I found... But let's do some 21 millennial slang words we're all saying now. Okay. Adulting. Bay. Basic. By the way, I already back. hate all of these. I've I told al- you. I always hated adulting. Like, I'm sorry. Humble brag. I love millennials personally. Extra. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I love the millennials okay, I know. Okay, fam. Fam. I love the millennials I know. Oh, I have so many thoughts about millennials that are probably would earn me many Alienate enemies. everyone Alienate, we know. And I, and I don't... Well, okay. The slang, though, is, has been awful for me. That's what I told you. Like... It's the slang of the generation right below us, so of course we're going to be like... It's, it's like a, how I've hated balls and Awesome Sauce for a really long time. I'm going to say this, and I mean this with love. Okay. And, 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 and I want I to I couch this by saying, like, I get it. I'm an old man, whatever. You can. It, this is purely from the perspective of Gen X. So, this isn't an objective fact. It's just how it looks from where I stand. Millennials are cheesy. Yes. It's a cheesy, like, very. I think it's a generation. Oh, God. I'm sorry. It's a generation that was like, there was no indie. The mainstream of millennials was very, like, by the time they came of age, everything was corporatized and they bought into that corporate mm. fed culture. So everything, the, all the touchstones from where I sit. I feel like I probably have a very large millennial listen, listener. I know. That's so. why I'm hesitant. I, yeah. I love. You, know, you could be more hesitant. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying like, I don't like. <sighs> you know what? Let me it's, allow me. Allow me to help you here. You're not talking about individual millennials that we know or millennials as a whole. You're talking about the, what has been identified as millennial culture and the your culture. Issue with I'm it. talking yeah. purely about the culture. Yeah. Mo- mo- first of all, millennials are as a whole and as people are better on the whole than Gen X. I will I will state Oh, that. I don't. Okay. Absolutely. Their politics are better. Yeah, that's they're true. they are more engaged yeah. in every way. Like so 
So this isn't about character. This is purely about like where culture was when they came of age. It's like where, where culture was was at a at a point where it's like it was a time when we were losing something. I don't know. I, you know what? I okay. want to continue. I want to keep I, doing the words. Gonna, the, every word that I I say, I'm losing more more people. Okay. Lit for drunk, low key, high key, receipts, savage, shipping. Oh, like relationship shipping. I didn't realize that was my nail. Shook, slay, stan, sus. I like sus. Thirsty, throw shade, trill. That's truth plus real. Woke. Now, then there's a list of 13 Gen X words you probably still use. And listen to this because this feels very apt. I, I just want to say, you know what it is? It's the aughts decade sucked. Yeah. And that's when they came of age. And it's not their fault. Yeah. It's probably our fault because we were the ones feeding the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, as I want to apologize to millennials. Great. Um, and then, <laughs> so no, listen though, you go to 13 Gen, Gen X words we still use and it just says page not found. <laughs> That's bullshit though. There's tons of stuff. I'm no, probably. I know, but I'm just, no, no, no. I don't think it's like a joke. I think it, I think the, I don't know where the page went, but oh. <laughs> I don't think they did it on purpose. Oh, okay. I just think that it's there's like, there's no Gen X like, I think it's truly, um, uh, just it just feels apropos okay so the cheese story okay uh why do i feel so bad slagging off a a whole generation i don't know it's it's stupid is what it is because like to even characterize a generation is kind of silly it's okay well let's let them in Mm. you have your 50th birthday i'm having listen i'm having a bit of a crisis here folks yeah i am Entering the the second half, what is it? The second uh, act? No, half. The, I uh, I'm crossing the, the half century mark. Mm, yeah, and uh, it's a mind fuck. Mm. It's a serious mind fuck. Like I am, because I don't feel fifty. I mean, I think of like my grandfather when he was fifty. There's there's like this. Uh, I it's every time I hear you say fifty. When I wrote 50th birthday on something. <laughs> what? No, I know. Just go ahead. So I made a reservation for your birthday and they, you know, they said, are you celebrating? You know, and in the notes section, I said, we're celebrating my husband's 50th birthday. It's crazy. I, like, I know. What? I know. How am I married There's to a 50 year old? There is a, uh, there is a, uh, uh, meme where it's like all of these characters all these actors i reposted that yeah yeah, and it's like archie bunker was 47 47, yeah and you're just like give me what the fuck yeah i don't feel that old at all um yeah this last decade the 40s went by so fast um anyway well if you think about it we had two kids we bought a house. Yeah, a lot happened. Yeah. Um, it's causing me to have a weird, uh, a lot of weird thoughts. And so, like, if I seem overly critical, please understand, I'm not, 
I'm processing reactions. I'm having to cultural things and and I think and if feeling I may, old and feeling disconnected from from culture. That's what I was gonna say. I think you're trying to figure out what is your relevance. You know what it is, really, truly. Yeah, what I'm finding myself not inspired by anything in in our culture, like, and I'm trying to figure out if it's me, or you know, is it me, old man Dan, who's like not plugged in, and I'm not like. I just don't know where to be looking or listening, you know, like that's what happens when you get old. So as a sign of my age, or is it truly that our culture sucks right now? Mm -hmm. Like I get there's some good things. I'm not saying there's nothing good, but in terms of like, just, I look at art. I look at like what's happening in the art world. I look at what's happening in music and it's like, I look at what's happening in movies and TV and it's just, there's not, it's not that there isn't good stuff, but there isn't stuff that gets me excited. And, and it really is like, is it me? Uh, and I, cause people seem pretty fucking jazzed about Taylor Swift. I go, okay, this is something exciting that's happening. And then I look at it and it's not exciting to me. And it bums me out because I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Am I, is this because I'm old? And it's like, no, okay, it's fine. It's because it's for girls and gays. You know what I mean? Like, which is great. It's not for old, old dudes like me. Uh, no, it's time for you to listen to Credence Clearwater <laughs> and ZZ Top. I, I mean, it might just need to focus on creating the stuff that would get me excited myself, you know, and that use that as inspiration. But, It'd be great if the next scene was you as like a Taylor Swift pop star. Honestly, it is just that I'm old because you know what? The last thing that got me excited was I read, I reread um, Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, should I just grow a long gray beard and just fuck it? Yes. All right. Anyway. Um, so we were. At this, so we we stayed at the Grand Hyatt Kauai, and I just want to give them a shout out. This is now the fourth time we've gone there over many years. Um, I remember when we first started being a family, I was like, "We got to find like our place that we go, yeah, like our resort or whatever." Yeah. Our, well, I was really thinking like Big Bear or Arrowhead or like our our place that's just a few hours away. You know, unfortunately, it turns out to be a little further away than that, but. Um, we just love it. it. I think it's such a great resort. It's such a great family resort. We've never been to Alani in Oahu, which I think is like, it's a Disney hotel and it's like- Great for kids. Really geared. That's yeah, more geared for kids. This is really just, I find it to be a really great place for a family to go. Did you say which hotel was? Yeah. yeah Grand yeah. Hyatt it's, it's, it's got I just the love it. best pool. Like yeah. It's, it's, it's got this lagoon, which is, I guess- it's like an artificial beach that's like right next to the beach, but that makes it sound, but it's, it's like lovely and it's relaxing. A lagoon. It's relaxing. Yeah. You, you, it's just very, it's just like what you, it's what you want Hawaii to look like. Mm -hmm. Lots of places to sit. You never feel, it never feels crowded. You never feel like there's a whole shit ton of people there because yeah. it's it, the way it's designed. Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me. It's nice. And now we're like the kids are familiar with it so that's fun too we have like our little places in town that we like to go um so it's really nice and they have the 
there's a club lounge. So if you're staying on a certain floor, you have access to this lounge where they serve breakfast and snacks and hors d'oeuvres and things like that. Um, so we, since we're trying to save money right now, um, we, uh, we're trying to go there as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you take it away. Uh, well, I don't know if this is a, I, I'm, you, you sort of sprung this on me. The, the, uh, here's the thing. I remember when it happened, I was like, we have to talk about this on the show. Now it might be, I remember speaking of my, my dead father. One time he told me a story about, he was like swimming and he thought, he thought he was swimming up, but he was actually swimming down or vice versa. And he thought he was like. Is this a, is this a my dad's story or is it like a in fiction? He thought he was like chasing a big fish, and it turned out mm-hmm. to be like a goldfish sized fish. Like he was completely disoriented from mm-hmm. having been in the water that long, or something. Mm-hmm. I wish I could verify the story, but I this this might be the version of that where it seemed entertaining at the time, and when you tell it, it's just going to be a big fat zero. I mean, the the situation was that we got there late. There was like a cheese plate that only had dill cheese in it, and so. Um, this woman came up and she's kind of like this, like bossy, you know, like queen cunt attitude. <laughs> and she was like, um, to the people that were there, can we get more cheese? And so they were like, okay. Okay. This is going to be, he said, she said, cause I have my version of what happened to And, uh, so they come out with more cheese and I'm. Uh, I say, oh, there's more cheese. So I go up to get more cheese. And she's clearly annoyed that like people have gone up there before her. They, what's the brand that's spreadable? Like It's like Alouette or Borson. Borson. And, uh, Which, by the way, is a kick-ass cheese. It's good. Yeah. And she says something like, that, that's my cheese or something <laughs> like this. And it's like, bitch. Well, so I turned around to get out and she like wouldn't let me. She was like all cunty about letting me past her mm-hmm. like so i could go back to my table and it's like bitch they didn't get it just for you they got it for all of us it's our cheese <laughs> isn't that a good story so good well i just remember thinking this is what vacation is about it's yeah. about getting bent out of shape over something so stupid insignificant never worry about in real life yes because remember the time before i was like flipping mad because we went to a restaurant and I, it was during COVID and I had asked if we could have a table by the window and they said it depended. And then we got there and they like sat us in a interior table because there weren't enough people in our party. And then they put three there. We were three people. And then there was a table, the table that we wanted by the window. It was three people sitting at that table. And I was like, could not yeah. relax. And then I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. This is like what you're supposed to do. Um, what I remember is we were by the cheese <laughs> and I heard her say to someone who works there, do you have any other kind of cheese? And he's like, let me look. And then while I was still standing there, but she was no longer there, he brought out this Alouette or Borson, Borson. spreadable. How do you know? Uh, I think they said it. To who? Does this matter who he said it to? Well, 
I just thought I was there. I when heard he... it. I heard the word. All right. Good Lord. They're very similar. No one's like recreating this in the Matrix. <laughs> They're not, they don't have to get every single detail correct. So anyway, he uh, brought out the cheese. And I happened to still be standing there. So I was like, great. I'm going to take some of this cheese, even though I'm aware that she had asked for it. But hello, this is communal cheese. Well, you weren't taking the whole thing. There's plenty of yeah, cheese. So I took some. And then you took some. And then I heard her say, well, he did bring the cheese out for me. And she got up. Or like, I'm going to get some since he brought it out for me. And then she came up and walked in there. And then, you know. Yeah. Um, more annoying to me. But on one more thing real fast. If mm-hmm. it was brought for her, the guy would have, oh, you know what? Maybe he came over to her table and said, oh, I brought out more cheese or something. But he would have handed it directly to her, to her, like waiter service, if it was strictly her cheese. Mm-hmm. Your turn. Uh, more annoying. Okay. Uh, and this is sort of a general tip to waiters. This is, a, this is advice. This is my advice segment to waiters and waitresses. Do we servers. call waitresses servers now, right? We call all of them servers. Is waiter just not a term we use anymore? Well, I'm reading a book right now that was written in 2005. And a female server actually, she wants to be called a waiter. So anyway, so server. It's the Blue Bistro by Ellen Hildebrand and Caroline Moss recommended it. Okay. Um, Start, we start out, he comes in, he's like, so are we, um, are we celebrating anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelson says, we're celebrating his birthday. He's all, oh, all right. And then nothing. <laughs> like, when I say nothing, I mean like, at the end of the meal, no little candle on a right. thing, nothing. It was like, why ask? Yeah. Because it creates you, an expectation at a Why restaurant? did you fucking ask if we're celebrating anything if there's no... I, I know you don't care, dude. Like, I'm not sitting here going like, you know what? The server said happy birthday. I feel so good. Like, you don't give a shit. You're barely present. Mm-hmm. Like, don't create the... This is why it's advice. Don't create an expectation because then at the end, they're just disappointed. Mm-hmm. That happened to me on my birthday many years ago. Not there, but somewhere else. Remember? Because I turned into a big fat baby on my birthday. Mm-hmm. I think many people do. Mm-hmm. I think it's the whole... It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Perhaps. I don't. Um... I get moody, but I don't. I don't have the same like. Okay, well, I party, do. You know, yeah. Well, no, I just become regressed and yeah. a little extra sensitive. Yeah, I become sensitive. Yeah. We went to a place, and you had told them it was my birthday, or they had asked, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then nothing happened <laughs> at the end, <laughs> and I was so bummed. But you didn't understand what the big deal was, so I'm just well, happy that I, now you do. I'm not. I wasn't bummed. I wasn't like. Uh, upset or insulted. Okay, I, was. I was just mystified. Yeah, I was like, "Why would you ask? <laughs> like, what? What was the point of asking if mm-hmm. there was no plan to do anything? It's so weird." Yeah, I know it is weird. I, I, but I didn't need. I didn't need the candle. I didn't give a shit. Well, I did. Um, <laughs> listen, should we jump into Snapchat? Snapchat? <laughs> snack you attack. Want me to go get the snack attacks? Well, I have them. You mean the the snack the snack chatties yeah. snack chatters i have the snack here you can get the snack chatters yeah go get the dudes all right i'll go get the dudes okay i'll be right back while you do that i'm gonna talk to them about some stuff daniel's getting up 
His girlfriend is at the door. <clears throat> he may have just farted. I don't know. I heard like a little. So anyway, just want to remind you, if you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, and patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I've been <clears throat> writing about my grief uh, there. So I know that that might not be uh, that compelling as you're hearing this. You might think, really, more of that? No, thank you. But I'm a good writer. Uh, and um, it's been helpful for me to share that. And people have been sharing their own experiences and stuff too. So uh, also other great stuff there. And if you go for an annual subscription, you get two months free. And then also leave us a review. I love your reviews. They make me happy. We read them on the show. I'm going to pause. Okay, we are back with Elliot and Owen. Hi. Can you say hi? <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, dear Allison, Daniel, Tony, and awesome guests. That's Elliot and Owen. Please enjoy this random assortment of snacks from Bucky's. Perfect for a snack chat with JKJ and hashtag Al. I wish they were here. Love you all. Aaron Thomas from Allen, Texas, which is Dallas area. You got to take. Okay. So this is beaver nuggets, sea salted caramel. Owen has one here. I'm going to hand them over to you guys. Okay. Okay. Are they salty or sweet? I don't know. They're sweet and salty. What do you think, Owen? Uh, yummy. Oh, they're good. They're like, like, it's like a cross between caramel corn and Cheetos, but not yeah, the cheese. Like caramel popcorn. Yeah. Are you want another one, Owen? You want another one? Yeah. I also want to eat up. What? Do we have water? He could have a sip of my water. Let's move on to the next snack. This is cinnamon spiced pecan, and she, Aaron, wrote on it pecan, P U H C O N, because on childish, there was a lot of debate about how to pronounce pecan, pecan, pecan. I wonder how size they are. You wonder what size they are? Yeah. Let's look and see. They're pecan pies. They're probably similar tasting. Okay. Owen, tell me what size they are. Kind of big. Of so course. wait, where are these from? This is from Bucky's, which is like a truck stop that a lot of people are familiar with. It's got this beaver. Is it on regional it. or is it all over? It's. I believe it's regional. Mommy. Jenna is very familiar with it. It's like I think. It, hang on a second. I think it's a gas station and um. A truck stop. Yeah. Okay. Here, Elliot and Daddy. All right. Let's see. Have here. you tasted N- it, Owen? Nutty bites. It's crunchy. Why? Did we only get this exact from the exact same place? Because the listener who sent them in for snack chat really likes this place and wanted us to be able to try it. No. These are good. Sorry for the chewing sound, everyone. Yeah, these are good. Yummy. What do you think, Owen? Yummy in my tongue. What do you think, Elliot? Thumbs up. Can you say what they taste like? Cinnamon. Mm-hmm. This now this looks yummy. Okay, so this is cherry maple beef jerky. Does that sound good, you guys? Sure. What do you think, Elliot? Nice. Okay. okay. Now there. Too nice. 
house. We do nasty, nasty, nasty. Are you saying Ness? Nice. Oh. Nice. <laughs> um, hey, Elliot, <clears throat> what did you say to me in the pool in Hawaii? Oh, I, I remember. Uh, um, wait, wait. I, I don't want them to hear, but can you? Wait, I don't know. I don't I'll whisper it to you. Uh, or like, no, that wasn't it. Oh, yeah, I remember. I first said, get chilled, lady. And then I said, chill out, lady. Yeah. And you no, also... No, I said, chill out, girl. <laughs> said. And didn't you also say, um, yes, hot... You said, hi, hot babe. Yeah. And then you're like, that's a thing, right? What? You were checking to see if a hot babe is a thing. Okay. Great story. Yeah, we can move on. Okay. Hey, Owen. Owen, you're going to be a little quieter, okay? Okay. Cherry maple beef jerky. Nom, 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 nom. Have you guys ever had beef jerky before? Nope. Okay. What does it taste like, Owen? Can you try it first? <laughs> yeah. I don't really like it. And it's hard. Okay, I'll have a bite of it. Did you try it? Yeah. Okay. Beef, beef jerky is not appealing to him. Is it sweet or... Here, take a little bite. Is it dog food? No, it's good. Show me. It does look like... Wendy treats, but it's not. It looks like Wendy treats. Yeah. Oh my God, Wendy wants one so bad. It's uh, sweet and salty, but more. It, it's she's over here. It's meat. It's not bad. Daddy, can you give some to Elliot? Please, please. Okay, hang on, everyone. Yeah, it's good if you like really beef good. jerky. Yeah, it's really good. I like it, but not as much. So the last thing is something that I. <clears throat> wasn't sure if they want to try because I believe it's spicy and I don't even I don't know if I want to try it. It's good. Gu- it's called chamoy gummy bears, but they have chili powder in them. Oh yeah, they won't like that. So hold it. Yeah. Hold okay. It. So don't I'm opening it. the chamoy gummy bears. What is chamoy? I don't know. Well, that's an interesting smell. It's like chili pepper, sweet. Okay. Okay. Like it's interesting. How spicy? It's fairly spicy. Hmm. I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. Hmm. You should be a food reviewer. Yeah. I'm trying a different a different color. You know, I could see getting into that. Um, I don't think the flavor of the chili... I don't think the flavor of like a roasted chili... Oh, this chili, is interesting. It... I don't know if it really complements the gummy bear in my mind, but... It almost smells like when you walk into a place that grinds their own coffee. Right. Snapchat! Great. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining the show. I'm farting. Farting. Elliot, Owen? And for Jupiter. Yes. Okay, guys. And we're back. <laughs> Recording with children takes life off my ears. I'm beginning to... Was it WC Handy? Years off your life. Both, who said never perform with kids or animals. Yeah, don't. And do my it. whole thing is like wanting to do both, but oh my word! Yeah, with Wendy barking and uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to look up Shamoy, uh, and then you know we have so Let's many do, calls. Can we do a couple calls? And, yeah, and kind of go through them. Let's do that. Okay. Shamoy, we're not going to be able to get through all the calls, though. We're going to have to save some. 
Okay, Mexican chamoy is a popular sauce made from dehydrated fruit, such as apricot, mango, or plums, chili powder, salt, sugar. That explains the sort of sweet. sweet. I don't don't really love that flavor, I got to say. Wow. Again, don't hate it, but didn't do it for you. don't work together for me. Interesting. Um, I wonder if you grew up eating it, if you would love that flavor. Probably. Okay. Is it more sweet or more spicy, would you say? More sweet. Okay. Uh, Let's get to some calls. Here we are. Hey, it's Sasha again. I'm back at the trampoline park, which my 10-year-old just turned 10, demands to go to pretty much every day. And I just saw your little note on Instagram. Let's see. I guess my favorite book is Dune by Frank Herbert, because I'm about to reread it. It's pretty big. I had asked them favorite vacation spot or favorite book, and he said Dune. Mm-hmm. Middle-aged white guy, I know. And vacation spot? Uh, yeah, I guess I like going to a beach in Florida. All right, hope you are well. Bye. Oh, again, it's Sasha in San Antonio at the trampoline park again. <laughs> Love the name sandwich. We were talking about this uh, recently because Daniel was not a big Hawaii. No, sorry, not a big Florida fan. No. And I was saying that for people on the East Coast, perhaps also in Texas, excuse my bag wrinkling. Um, I do think there is like a real Florida lore. Like I, my dad, you know, like to my dad's family, Florida was this tropical. Yeah, my my, look, my grandparents retired to Florida. Uh, they retired to Palm Coast, which is just right outside of Flagler. Um, and uh, I I guess I, I can kind of understand, like I understand if you want to retire and you want there to be a beach. When you think about it, there's not a lot of places that you could retire that are that's warm. Like you, Arizona is warm and dry, but it doesn't have the beach. And California is expensive. So I do get that, but it's so fucking humid. Yeah. And... I, but I, I'm so negative today. But I don't think all of it is humid. Florida? Yeah. Is it? I don't think all of it is that swamp. Maybe it is. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. Hey, Allison. Uh, Lee here in South Dakota. We're on vacation right now in northern Minnesota around Brainerd. Oh, yeah, don't you know? <laughs> uh, no mosquitoes up here right now, which is a nice change of pace. Favorite vacation spot, though, hands down, has to be the Black Hills of South Dakota. Tiny little sliver way over on the west side. Mountains, history, gold stuff. It's beautiful out there. Just wonderful. And uh, no mosquitoes there either. So, you know, anywhere that's involved, no mosquitoes, I'm all up for. Anyway, Lee here in South Dakota. Enjoy. Take care. Thank you. I have never been to South Dakota. Have you, Daniel? I have. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's although I went in like I think I was there during in February, mm. so it was just white. Was that for work? No, this is when I was in the boys' choir. And oh, we, we just toured in a bus all around the country, and um, yeah, I mean that whole part of the country is gorgeous. Just um, sort of the northern states, you know, just wide open spaces, and um, what is what is it considered? Northern Midwest? Yeah, I guess or Midwest. No- I think you'd still call it Midwest, yeah. right? Um, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, it's a good question. How close is it to the Great Lakes? I'm a little, my geography is, uh, Owen Dakota? is, yeah. Uh, Owen is better than I am at, at geography. I mean, it's closer than we are. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't be, because like Minnesota, I think you could call Great Lakes region. 
Would you? I mean, it's not bordering the Great Lakes. Then I, I guess you a, wouldn't. <laughs> um, I should just look at a map. But uh, no, North or South Dakota is next to Minnesota. Isn't it between Minnesota and uh, Montana? Oh, okay. Um, it is. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, it, the thing is, though, it's like cold for. It's like snowy for eight months out of the year, and then the summers are very humid. So, uh, if you if you're if you're on the northern border of the U.S. From west to east. So it's Washington, Idaho, Montana. Is that right? If you're going on the border, then North Dakota. But it, did I get those three right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. North Dakota, uh, okay. Minnesota, Wisconsin. All right. So it's on the, it's a slightly west of the middle. Mm-hmm. I learned it in third grade. Well, like if, you, if the Mississippi is the dividing line... It's west of the Mississippi, I think. Because the Mississippi goes up. Doesn't it go up through Minnesota? I don't know. I mean, we could look at a map, but that's the cheater. That's the loser's way out. All right. Um, yeah, I would like to go to the Dakotas someday. You know, uh, BuzzFeed did this thing, which was we asked AI to make an image for, for what Europeans think Americans look like in each state. Okay. And so it's it it's really neat. I tried to repost it, but the oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, um, but it kind of shows what they think the background of the state looks like, and then what they think of like the the person looks like, and it's it's amusing. Okay, let's see here. Hi, Allison and Daniel. This is Lynn from Massachusetts. Um, I'm doing okay. I finally got my bachelor's degree in English in May, but no one wants to hire me because I don't have experience um, because I had to work while I was in school. So writing for the newspaper or anything was not really going to be an option. Um, but a former cleaning client, um, I'm a house cleaner, uh, she has her own PR business, and she reached out to me to offer me some small things to see if I like doing that kind of stuff, so it's been going well. Um, I'm dog-sitting my sister's dogs, Hank and Rose. They are rescue mutts. We don't know what they are, um, but they're very sweet, and Rose farted while I was dialing, and I thought you'd appreciate that. I do. I am like, my white whale is an audible dog fart. I've never heard one. So many people have. That's When's great. my turn? Um, but my favorite book is I Know This Much Is True by Wally Lamb. They made it into an HBO series um, a couple of years ago, and it's really great. But please read the book first. Um, and that's it. Thank you. Love you. This is Lynn. Bye. What did he know was true? This much. Hmm. Is it like what meatloaf won't do for love? I feel like that book's going to answer that question. A lot of children's books ask questions. Like there's a children's book that says, how do dinosaurs say happy birthday? Right. Uh, don't go to that book. Uh, hoping Wanted for an to answer know. Because yeah. it doesn't answer. Um, how to catch a unicorn. Not going to tell you. But right. I know this much is true. I feel like this much is going to be revealed. Hey, this is Alyssa Van Dyke, and I am just calling in to tell you that my favorite vacation spot is Coronado Island, island-ish, um, in San Diego. It's an island paradise. It's beautiful. The beaches are clean. You can't walk to the island. You have to drive there, so... um 
Ugh, that sounds awful. There's no homeless people living on the beach um, because they can't walk there. (laughs) (laughs) Canceled. I feel really bad saying that, actually. But it's true. It's it's a very it's very much a paradise. And I highly suggest it um, to anybody who is like wanting something beautiful where you can bike everywhere and um, it's really safe. All right. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Again, Alyssa Van Dyke uh, now feeling um, a little bit pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> she, oh, wait. Okay, bye. She got in touch after that to say <laughs> that she felt like her vacation choice was really pretentious. I don't think it's And then I read it and because I saw the transcript and I was like, I don't think that's pretentious at Coronado. And then she's like, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't say, I haven't, I just told her, thank you for, you know, sending for calling in. And then she's like, I feel like my privilege is showing. I know what mm. she means. It's like that. Well, we episode. just talked about going to Hawaii for God's sake, you know? Yeah. Like, no, it. but I think it's like, it's, it's that uncomfortable thing of like, it feels gross to say anything negative about, the the unhoused population. You know, it's like when we were at th- that restaurant and there was a just random guy who had been sitting in a who was like sleeping in a booth staring at me and I was like what's happening? Look, I, a, a guy off the street. Um who had snuck into the restaurant and I felt really bad about that. Here, here's my thoughts. But also unsafe. My mm-hmm. thoughts about this is is my thoughts about this are uh, my thought. I can't even. Your speak. thoughts are, yeah. Um, Your thoughts, am. I feel like there is this sort of um, thing on in certain parts of the left where where it's looked down. Uh, you're looked down upon if you are voice any kind of. Um, I hate this word uncomfortability. Is that even a word? People say this a lot. Uncomfortability yeah. or comfortability. Discomfort. It feels like a better word, yeah. I've noticed. I've noticed a lot of people are saying comfortability. Yeah, I know. Now, it's, now I'm saying it, and I don't know if it's even a word. Anyway, discomfort around homeless people, or w- just not wanting to be around homeless people, right? Because of course, you because it feels and, hypocritical well, and nimby. But also, like, yes, you you should have empathy for them. They're human beings. Right. They're suffering, and you know we need to help them and that's all i believe all of that is true right like we should all be trying to create a society where we're not just throwing people away mm. where there is a, a safety net and people who have fallen through the cracks can be taken care of like i just think that that's a civilized society in my mind but at the same time um there is something very dishonest about trying to pretend that you're not uncomfortable around somebody who's ranting and raving right and you know dropping trow and shitting on the fucking sidewalk like and also like yeah i don't want to be around that it's unsafe i don't want my kids to be around that that is not saying that i don't have empathy for these people it's saying like i I have been in L.A. since 1992. Yeah, you've been through some shit. I lived in the worst parts of L.A. Seriously, the worst parts of L.A. And I've had a lot of interactions with uh, schizophrenic, unhoused, unstable, scary people. 
uh, friends of mine have been victimized. I have been victimized. Uh, I've seen all sorts of cons run on people who are trusting and, and they're, they're, that was taken adva- advantage of. And I'm just sorry, but like I will work towards, you know, I, in, through elections and through the political process of trying to help create a society that takes care of these people. And also, I don't want them in my front yard. Ooh, nifty. Yeah, I, oh, like, wait, no. I don't want nymphy because, because not in my front yard because I don't want people doing drugs in my neighborhood and, and needles. I don't want my kids to feel unsafe, you know, and it's like I do want those people to be in. I want those people to be safe. I want yeah. those people to be taken care, care of. of. Yeah, uh, these things. Like to have those two seemingly conflicting feelings, I think is normal, yeah. natural, and honestly healthy because mm-hmm. we are programmed to want to look after our own safety. It would be crazy for me to be walking down a sidewalk at night, see someone with their shirt off, ranting and raving, coming towards me, and not cross the fucking street, right? To, you know, because out of some sense of wanting to be. Uh, politically correct or whatever right. woke like oh i'm not gonna like judge that person that would be acting against my own uh self-preservation mm-hmm. and what i have learned through the hard way through living in this city so like look if you want to go vacation somewhere where there aren't homeless people on the beach that are making you uncomfortable i think that's okay just as long as you are not voting for republicans <laughs> um We've been to Coronado. Yeah. I used to go there. Um, my mom and my sister and I went there. And then my mom and my sister and my, da- my dad went there a couple of times. I don't know if my mom had been there when she was a kid, but I think Some Like It Hot was filmed there maybe. There's a lot of like Marilyn Monroe movie. Is that where the, that hotel is? That- yes, that we went to. Yeah. I found that it was like not... Uh, it seemed a little bit run down when Daniel and I went there in 2014. I feel like they I think. renovated it though. Or maybe they have. Yeah. yeah, it's a place that I had thought maybe we should go to sometime because I had such fond memories of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Iconic. Thank you. No, not you. Oh. Hello, Allison and Daniel. This is Luke here in Iowa. Uh, first full disclosure, I'm a bit behind on the podcast, but I still really enjoy it. Second, my most recent favorite vacation spot, we went to the UK and Ireland, and Scotland is about the best place in the world. Highly recommend it. And I also wanted to let Allison know, like 13 or 14 years ago, you were talking about cookies, and Allison said she could really tongue-fuck a Nutter Butter, (laughs) and that has basically ruined Nutter Butters to the point where if I see them anywhere, I just start giggling and my wife and I say that to each other in unhealthy amount. Uh, but anyway, love the show. Thanks for everything. Hope you're both doing well again. This is Luke and Iowa. Bye. Luke. I don't even remember that. I don't remember that either. But I love when people remind me of funny things I said. Yes, that's um, your favorite thing. It's truly my favorite thing. <laughs> I've never been to England, Ireland, or Scotland. No, me neither. Can I tell you another funny thing that someone mm-hmm. reminded me of? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is me just celebrating myself. But apparently... Isn't that what the whole podcast is? Though, really? I mean, I think about it. I, I would remember. like it to be, yes. Okay, apparently on the Adam Carolla show, we were talking about long drives. Mm-hmm. And um, Brian or Adam, I think... Maybe Brian was like, yeah, you got to just pick... 
a spot in in front of you and just focus your eyes on it. And I said, mine's my cell phone. It's <laughs> <laughs> good um, stuff. But was it on the Corolla show that I said tongue fucking Nutter Butter? Because I started on that show in 2010. So does that mean you like Nutter Butters? Yeah. I thought you didn't like peanut butter, though. I don't, but I like Nutter Butters. I'm full of contradictions. Yeah, you're a complex girl. I don't know. It sounds like something that was on that show, except that, oh, wait a minute. That would be right. Because I started in the end of, no, I started in 2011. Mm-hmm. So that would be around the right time. Mm-hmm. Luke, where did I say that? And thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, we're, we're doing pretty well. Should we just, we only have a couple more. Yeah, let's do them. Let's do them. Uh, hi, it's uh, Ray in Glendale. <clears throat> It's Sunday morning. I just got up. We're about to pack up to go to Las Vegas. Um, that might be, uh, I don't know if it's my favorite spot, but it's one we go to a lot because it's a getaway where we don't have to deal with an airport. Um, a favorite Disney, <laughs> favorite spot would be Disney just because my wife and daughter are both addicted to it. <laughs> Um, I, I like Hawaii a lot. Um, I haven't been there in probably 10 years, but it's always fun. Um, of course, uh, thoughts go out to the Rosen family at this time and, uh, hope you guys are doing okay. Uh, again, Ray and Glendale. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. My departed father loved Las Vegas. So much he did. He really as did. well. We are thinking of going out there for it's been a while. When was the last time we went? We went. Was the last time we went when we stayed at the Aria. Yes, I have been more recently. Right, you went with the show because we, like, we went. Treasure Island. Yeah, we performed at Treasure Island a couple times. But um, we're thinking of going for what would have been his ninetieth birthday, which was uh, which is around Thanksgiving. I think so. That could be fun. It'll be good because Thanksgiving is. Oh, my mom is always stressed. Well, actually, is it Thanksgiving that you and I have missed the last couple of years or Christmas? Someone has always like someone has been sick, so we haven't been able to go I feel down. Like it doesn't really matter. Like to see love, yeah, we really liked. We thought I thought that we were like the world's biggest. Cir- I had never seen Cirque du Soleil. We saw Cirque du Soleil Love. Thought I was the biggest Cirque du Soleil fan because we just loved Love. Um, and then the next night or some other night, we saw Oh, and I. I could have little... used less of it. Oh, it's neat, and like obviously it's Cirque du Soleil, so the. But it didn't. It, t- it, it did, didn't. Um, it wasn't as charming. I was gonna say enchanting. Yeah, it didn't grab me in the same way. It's like okay, it's people making silly jokes with a French oh, accent felt and diving. More like, love felt like a show, like a An cohesive experience. show. Oh, felt like a circus in a good way, but like. These are just isolated. They try to thread it with some. Was you know, there even a narrative? Like a guy on a well, boat? Well, just some or sort of kooky, pretentious. Yeah. Like uh, Maxfield Parish meets Enya kind of like sensibility of like, but like, uh, who the. Hmm. We're just watching acrobatics. But love was, uh, was uh, really good. I yes. Don't I don't know. Listen I to me. I'm so articulate today. Agree. And <sighs> the last one. Hi, Allison and Daniel. This is Kathy in formally going to Phoenix. I am in the process of moving out of Phoenix. Thank God. 
Um, things are not going super well out here, got to be honest with you, but we're getting through it. I'm going through a very terrible breakup, um, but just trying to stay as positive as possible. Today is definitely one of those days where there are doubts creeping in, always wondering if you're making the right decision for yourself. Super exciting stuff. So, yeah, uh, you guys are probably recording today, so hopefully you get this. Again, this is Kathy and Phoenix. Thank you. Kathy. It's never a bad decision to leave Phoenix. Does Daniel feels this strongly. And I think if it's a terrible breakup, then you're making the right decision. Um, but I'm sorry. My heart goes out to you because that is really fucking hard. But good for you for doing the strong thing that you need to do, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, wish you the best. Um, wondering where she's going. Yeah, where are you going? She said she's going to. I don't think she said. Yeah, she did she? Say. Kathy, where where are you going? Um, but as to the doubts creeping in, I think that's so normal. Yeah, it's it, every every everything is for well, me largely because no relationship is ever purely yes one thing or the other, and so it's, it sort of depends on where you're leaning that day. Yeah. You know, you might not be feeling the negative stuff as much and be thinking about the positive stuff and think like, and then you start to second guess yourself. Like did, was it negative because I was in the wrong state of mind? Was it me? Like if I like shifted this way or that way, would it be good? Could I have fixed it? Um, relationships. I don't know if you know this. They're hard. They're not easy. I mean, my general, this is way too overarching and platitude but it just shouldn't be that hard. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I mean, I know now we're saying two different things. I dep- it depends it's, on what you mean by that hard. Like, it's always going to be hard in a sense. Yes, but when you're like, is this the right person for me or not? Oh, is this the right relationship right. for me or not? Like right. it just, there should, should be an inevitability about it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if these words are comforting or not. It's possible. Cause since, since we don't know the situation, they might be I not saw, comforting at all, in which case throw them out. I saw something this morning that was like somebody, this, a guy saying, you know, uh, you know, before I even, met her like it was like he was doing some online dating it's like before i even met her i started to get that that tingling feeling like he was trying to suggest that he knew and to me what that suggests is uh, he thinks oh like there's something cosmic about this being the right person for me and to me it just means your brain was just saying i'm ready to commit Mm. like i'm going to choose this person not and so you make it feel inevitable because you want, you're ready for it. It became inevitable, not that it was inevitable. Uh, and uh, sometimes I think with relationships, it's like it, there definitely could be a bad match for sure, and someone can be bad for you. But I think oftentimes too, it's just are you in the state of mind where you're ready to to make it work? Yeah, right. I guess what I mean is like with us <clears throat> and by the way, it is hard. It's hard sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned briefly on an episode a while ago and then my dad died and fucking took over the content for a little while. Um, we started couples counseling, which we haven't been to in a little bit, 
But um, that involved, like that's, I feel like it's been overall great, but it's hard. Like there's sort of an excavation process and a like fighting against the part that wants to shut down and having to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's, it. it's not easy. But what I mean to say is, especially in the first many years, there was never a point where I was like, I want this to work, but it feels like I have to like move heaven and earth to make it work. There was never a point where I was like, why does this person that I, why is this person who I love causing me so much pain or like if they love me, they wouldn't do that. Or, you know, it was just like, it felt very adult. Yeah. Look, there wasn't a, a lot of drama. The bottom line is like men or women, if someone likes you, they will be they will be available to you. If someone likes you, they will care for you. And, and if when, something comes up where they can't, they will let you know because they don't want to send the wrong message. Exactly, because they want it to work. So they will make sure you know what the thing is. The part where someone isn't available to you and isn't caring for you, isn't looking after your uh, you know, your emotional needs or whatever. And then you make excuses for them or try to, well, maybe it's because that's the problem. You don't do that. Don't do that. If somebody, if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're not there for you, they're not available, you know, yeah, sure, they might love you, but they might just not be ready for a relationship. Uh, You can say something to them about it, but you're going to be fighting uphill. Like, you're going to be pushing against the tides. Like, don't. You deserve, every one of you deserves to be looked after, to be cared for. And the person who, and there is a, if you're alone, you know, there's, there is someone out there who will want to be there for you and will want to care for you and want to be available to you and want to spend time with you. And that you deserve nothing less than to be with that person. Like, so, uh, I don't know. I think it's just, it's scary when you feel like I'll never find anyone and so I'll just have to like, you know, just settle settle for this person who's clearly not interested in looking after me. Or who is great but you want kids and they don't want kids or this or I mean like well, those huge a, that's things. That's the other thing where it's like you can definitely like be in love with somebody and it's just like you want different things out of life and that's also uh, a, f- a valid reason to not be together. It's not easy but um yeah but even that even when it's all working and you want the same things and you care for each other and you look after each other's emotional needs it's still not easy right right (laughs) you know uh so are you there's still work you have to do yeah we're saying the same thing are we I don't know, are we? Oh, Jesus. Well, listen, guys, this has been a real good time. It's been all right. It's been. This has been. It's been fun. Listen, I love I love chatting with the folks. Me too. Uh, I wish we could do like a call-in show. That's what I wish. We, I think we can. I just got to figure it out. The sound is not going to be great, but I could have the Google voice number go to my cell phone. And just like, you know, hold that up to the microphone till we get our shit dialed in. Yeah. No pun. Yeah. Listen, I got a tummy ache. Got a little bit of a tummy ache. Okay. It's not from the Buckies. No. It's from my children. 
<laughs> okay. Um, listen, Daniel, <laughs> any closing words? Just uh, be good to each other. Wasn't that like a Judge Wapner thing? No, or? keep on loving me. Keep, please keep giving me attention and, and validation. Uh, I will. I, I'm, my, upon turning 50, I decided that I'm going to start posting thirst traps. Please <laughs> respond accordingly. Um, I don't know. Don't hate me for being critical of things you love or you. I still love you, and I, uh, I validate you. I'm cra- I'm a cranky old man. Who was the judge who had a judge show who, at the end, said, "Be good to each other." I don't think it was Judge Wapner because he was a little more cantankerous. Judge Judy? No, it might judge be like Freddie? Judge Mills or is there a Judge Mills? Judge- See, my fucking dad loved court shows. Judge Mona. No, there's no Judge Mona. Judge Ignatius. There was this one episode of People's Court where this old guy was suing because he bought this puppy and it died. And, or something like that. It was like a little puppy. And while he, there was this older man, and while he was talking about it, he started crying. Oh. And it remained the saddest piece of content mm, yeah. <laughs> my dad and I had ever seen. We used, to, we, I mean, that makes me sad because we hadn't talked about it in like 15 years, but we used to bring it up to each other all the time because mm. we had both seen it and we were both like, stricken with how did he win his case i don't know i i want to say yes i feel like i could probably find it on youtube it was so heartbreaking and we used to bring that up to each other who will i talk about it with now you've got a podcast for that honey okay thank you guys have to be my dad now thank you are all now her dad (laughs) everyone needs to sign sign with their name and a duck and then take a picture of it um, okay, you guys, thank you so much. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time.